You sending the whoop? Shit, that's all you had to say. Get away from her, you bitch. Banana. Fortune and glory, kid. Fortune and glory. You're not even interesting enough to make me sick. It's only an island if you look at it from the water. I'm your density. You think I'm gorgeous? You want to kiss? Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's mini episode of Sending the Wolf. My name is Clark Wolf. I'm so happy that you're joining me today. Now, normally, these mini episodes that come out every Thursday are reserved for $5 and higher monthly Patreon contributors. Um, But I wanted to open up today's conversation to everybody. Um, I really love this conversation, and I think it's worth listening to. But also, I wanted to give people a chance to hear some of the bonus content that's offered over on the Patreon. Um, In addition to there's video and there's rewards and all kinds of things that are exclusive over there. Um, But uh, yeah, I just wanted you guys to be able to hear this conversation between me and Roka. Um, And if you uh, are so inclined, you can head over to patreon.com slash Clark Wolf. If you decide you want to contribute, you can listen to all of the mini episodes that have come before. Um, But if you are already a contributor to Patreon, thank you. Thank you again. You guys are ahead of the curve, and I'm so grateful for you. Um, So yeah, this conversation was a really, really fun one to have. Now, if you've listened to Tuesday's episode of Sending the Wolf, you know that Roka picked Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind to add to his uh, AFI list, and I think that that's an excellent choice. I am a huge fan of this film, but as you heard us discuss on Tuesday... This is a movie that is a heartbreaker. It's one that I've seen maybe twice in my life, and I did that on purpose. Um, Yes, I own it on DVD, but I also find myself not emotionally prepared to reach for it on the regular. Um, It's a fabulous movie featuring incredible performances. And as we mentioned on Tuesday's episode, Jim Carrey's performance is is truly, I would argue, the, the outstanding performance of the film if I had to pick one. Um, you know, I have believed I've been a f- I had been a fan of Jim Carrey's since he came onto the scene. I remember my mom um, thinking that Ace Ventura was like one of the funniest things that she had ever seen. Um, And so I saw that movie in the theaters when it came out. And of course, I was just at the right age for that type of humor to tickle my funny bones. Um, But I have always believed that Jim Carrey is incredibly talented and he is um, a performer that has much more to offer than uh, the broad comedy that we perhaps knew him for when he came onto the mainstream stage in the 90s. Now, of course, he was doing sketch comedy on In Living Color and, and all that, but I would argue that Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber and those such, and The Mask, of course, were the things that sort of... Um, it blew him up. Now, in Eternal Sunshine, he's incredible. And you're going to, that's what we're talking about in today's episode. We're talking about Jim and we're talking about his trajectory as an actor. And, you know, the good things and the bad things, because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know how I feel about Jim 
as an actor anymore. I don't know how I feel about him as a personality anymore. Um, but if we are specifically looking at his career, you know, the idea of like the James Stewart comparisons and the idea of comedians and being and audiences being ready to accept them for more than just comedy. Um, you know, Robin Williams obviously is a great example um, of, of an actor who, you know, classically trained, incredible stand-up comedian, and uh, but people thought he was one thing, and then, of course, he won an Academy Award for Goodwill Hunting. So... There are um, there are plenty of examples of this throughout time, and and Jim's I think is maybe one of the more fascinating examples because because his star was so bright, um, and he made so many people laugh for so long and so consistently. Um, and was able to deliver performances that were sweet and innocent, like the Truman Show, or, you know, where he was uh, probably more than mimicking Andy Kaufman in Man on the Moon, which, you know, as if you know, if you maybe you don't know, but there's a Netflix documentary out that, to be quite honest, I haven't been able to bring myself to watch Um just because, like I said, I, I don't know how I feel about all the stuff that's going on with him right now, but that's neither here nor there. Um, he has given some incredible performances over the year, and for my money, Eternal Sunshine is truly uh, is truly the the one that that breaks my heart every time. So, without further ado, uh, let's dive in. Roca and I are both big fans of Jim Carrey's work, and uh, I think that's going to come through in this conversation. So, enjoy. <laughs> Yeah, Jim Carrey really rips himself open mm -hmm. and leaves it all out there. Yeah. And Jim Carrey's really interesting to me as a as a person, as a figure, because I feel like he wanted the acclaim that he got for being a comedian. Mm. Uh, I feel like he the acclaim was important, or the yeah, validation sure. was important to yeah. him. And um, honestly, it feels a little bit like like Eddie Murphy and Dreamgirls. Yeah. Like oh my God. Eddie Murphy's great in Dreamgirls. Oh my Eddie God. Murphy's a great actor. Yes. Um you can't I would argue you can't be as revolutionary as Eddie Murphy was and as Jim Carrey was. You know, it's easy for people who don't remember a time mm -hmm. when Jim Carrey wasn't a thing. Right. But I do. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, I remember him bursting onto the scene. And I remember like and and his stuff still holds up. Oh yeah, and so does Eddie's, mm -hmm. right? So like these got you can't be a comedy genius. Say Robin Williams, yep. like you can't do it without um, being a entertainer through and through. Mm -hmm. And when Jim Carrey put himself out there in Eternal Sunshine, and the Oscar nomination didn't come, God bless man. And listen. That first of all, it is. It's a. It's a. Um. It's a travesty. That's yes. that's wrong. It was one of the best, if not the best, performances mm -hmm. of the year. Mm -hmm. But for a guy like that with such success to not know that those things are bullshit and to not be able to realize that he gave a performance that 
impacted everybody who saw yeah, it. Yeah. There was nobody who was like, that Jim Carrey really hamming <laughs> it up in eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Yeah. That didn't really feel it. You feel, I mean, God, whether you like him or not, mm -hmm. you feel every single bit of him. Mm -hmm. And it's very sad to me that because I want to say, speaking of Frank Darabont, yeah. I want to say the Majestic was next. The Majestic was. And that yes. was another one where it was just like, this is a sweet movie. Yeah. You are a lot like Jimmy Stewart in general. Yeah. But this is not a great movie. No. And... And this is also maybe not the most authentic performance I've ever seen. This was so, I, Clark, I'm so glad you said this because for the first two years after that movie came out, I tried to get people to watch the movie because I tried to convince myself that there was enough remnants of what he did in Eternal Sunshine that validated what he was doing in Majestic. But he tried to walk the line between his comedic self and his dramatic self in this performance, and it doesn't work. So, uh, Chris, right, he's not a Jimmy, he, he wanted to be, he's not. He's too dark. Jimmy doesn't get dark until he gets older and starts doing the westerns. Then you can see the dark. Yeah, It's a Wonderful Life is dark as well, but he has that gear yeah, in him. Yeah, totally. But it's a different kind of dark than Jim Carrey has. Oh, yeah. Right? Jim Carrey's a judgmental dark, whereas Jimmy Stewart's dark is an introspective dark. And that's, there's a difference. And you can see that in the performances. And in The Majestic, he doesn't quite, it's a sweet damn movie. Of course. And everyone's doing their best, including Laurie Holden, who I think was criminally uh, underlooked for what, how great she is as, a, as, a, as an actress in a number of things. And it's unfortunate the film didn't work because I think it could have vaulted him into other territory. Um, and I think he's been pursuing it ever since. I think he's been chasing the eternal sunshine ever since in a number of films. Uh, and that's the crime of it all. But what what is up with that though? Because I'm not ready yeah. to let this go. Okay. I, you know, he has he been chasing it since Eternal Sunshine? Well, number twenty three. Oh and my then god, which yeah. is just a yeah. what? But okay, I guess what I'm saying is dramatic roles is what I mean. I yeah. feel like he with Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. Um, really exposed himself. He made himself vulnerable. Yes. And I think a lot of especially genius level comedians, which I do think that Jim Carrey is, mm -hmm. um, are not comfortable exposing themselves. It's, it's you know, it's a, the sh that is the show. And so mm -hmm. the comedy is the show. It's the distraction. It's, it's the whole tears of a clown trope, yep. right? Mm -hmm. Which, and I'm not dismissing that. It's a very real thing. But he, yeah. I don't think Jim Carrey has ever given even close yeah. to as authentic or honest of a of a performance mm. that he does that he did in Eternal Sunshine. Well, I do want to clarify okay. because I'm looking at IMDb. So Majestic was first. Okay, there you go. 2001, okay. Eternal Sunshine was 2004. So I, maybe Majestic was like his dry run. Yeah. And so I was championing that because I wanted to make this transition. So when he does it fully in Eternal Sunshine, I was upset he wasn't validated, but then he, yeah, he did number 23. He does I Love You, Philip Morris, which what? he gets revered for that. Yeah, but you know what? I gotta be honest, and I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm a fan of Jim Carrey. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I am I am pulling for him, less so now, because I think he's, he's taken he, quite a personal turn. Oh, I didn't I, like the red carpet thing. I was fucking mad at him for that, because that whole speech that had come out about, like, Pursuing your dreams. That was a beautiful speech. But then to try to embarrass a red carpet reporter that way was really petty and stupid and completely against the philosophy and theology he was trying to push. Uh, and that poor girl did her best, yeah. or poor woman did her best with it. 
And to see him uh, treat her that way really angered me because it pushes back the idea of creating a one world, one connected universal connection between human beings that he was supposedly trying to yes. push in that situation. Yes. But why the fuck are you showing up if you're going to be like, oh, this is a stupid practice? You, you're showing up because your ego still needs to get stroked. Admit it. Exactly. So that said, um, though, uh, being a fan of his work, yeah. um, Philip Morris didn't, it didn't do it for me. Mm -hmm. I think people wanted it to be edgier and more and more um i, I want i think Pete, we really wanted it to be that dramatic yeah, yeah, yeah. dark comeback from jim that it and it, to me it wasn't to me it's yeah. kind of flat um i don't disagree with you but i admire that he you know tried yeah yeah um but and then you get Mr. Popper's penguins and all these <laughs> and things. That's and that's him going back to the old tricks right. that he hates doing. Like yeah. it's so clear. And that's that's what's a drag is yeah. when you're watching somebody play the hits and they they fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, you, know? you know that they're not invested. That's right. And they're collecting that paycheck. And I Absolutely. think also the idea of like him, yeah. um, you I think the cable guy was a turning point for him. Oh yeah. The the whole controversy of like a twenty million dollar pit, the twenty million right. dollar man, and then well, this isn't the the Jim Carrey we want. But that's the dark. It's the that's judgmental right. dark. That's right. right. Alrighty, friends, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this mini episode. Um, minis come out every Thursday. And of course, the full episodes, uh, Sending the Wolf episodes, come out every Tuesday. Um, if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Share it so that your friends can take a listen. And uh, that's going to do it for us today. All right, I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.